Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Welcome to Android Faithful, your weekly source for the latest news, hardware, and apps for the wide, sometimes weird, but always wonderful world of Android. I'm Huynh Thuet Dao. And I am Ron Richards. How you doing, Huynh? Good to see you. Good to see you. It's been a good week. Yep, here we are. We're episode here. number six. We're very excited. And you all can't see it, but we can see it behind the scenes. And maybe he'll do it again because he's <laughs> dancing to the music. No, he won't. <laughs> We, we, I was just we, trying we, to mess you guys up while you were doing your intro. <laughs> we got the benefit of the Dowd. We're really very lucky because we have the benefit of the Dowd today in Adam Dowd. Yay! Hello, thank show. you for having me on. Very awesome. Adam is a friend of the show, but Adam, for for those for those of us who are new fam in the Android faithful, please you know tell people about yourself and what you do. Uh, well, I'm a I'm a freelance tech reviewer. I and, and editor. I edit over at Slash Gear, and I review for um, both Slash Gear and Forbes. Uh, mostly mobile, but I do some uh, fun computer stuff and consumer electronics and stuff like that. So, if you want to read my words, you can find them at SlashGear.com and Forbes.com. But if you want to see this beautiful face, you can find that at Benefit of or YouTube.com slash Benefit of the Dowd. Excellent. Well, we, yeah, we, yeah. we, well, we, you were, you were a, uh, frequent guest on our, our previous show and, and we're glad to have you back in the, uh, in the mix here on Android Faithful. Definitely for sure. Um, it's good stuff. Yeah, and, and in celebration of your, uh, of your new show, I wanted to raise a glass for you. <laughs> Not uh, only are you raising a glass, but you're raising, is that a Robin by Nextbit glass? 
I'm, that is a Robin that is by amazing. next bit glass. I didn't even know uh, that, that existed. Is, wow. That is circa CES 2016. Wow. Um, I stole two of these, and one of them actually just broke last week. Oh, so this is oh, the no. last one. Oh. And I'm using it to toast you. Oh, well, cheers. Thank you for risking. Thank you. I don't have a next bit glass, it. but I got my Indiana Jones glass, so I will cheers you. Oh, I, I'm lame. I just have my big old Yeti thing of water. I should have gotten a drink. T- I should have, especially for Adam. Uh, I'm so happy, Adam, because last time, you, you, the last, your last friends in the old show, I missed it. And I was, that was actually legit. One of the things I was said was like, oh, not going to get to hang out with Adam and stuff anymore. Never mind. Here he is. We have a new show. That was really the excuse. We just made a new show so that we could hang out with you, Adam. Exactly. I mean, you know, we can hang out on threads because, you know, we both we both do that threads thing. The threads thing. So uh, and the show is also up on threads. Uh, And in fact, you can go to AndroidFaithful.com where you can find all our links to social and all the links to uh, subscribe to the show and everything there. Um, And please head over to Patreon.com slash AndroidFaithful. Support the show. We love our patrons. Uh, They are so awesome and they get to help us uh, pick stuff to talk about on the show. Um, which is awesome. So thank you everybody on the patron side of things. Uh, it's good to have you back uh, for sure. And it's a good time to mention also, um, if you tune in at eight o'clock Eastern, 5 PM Pacific, you can watch this show record live. We are currently live. We're recording live um, audio listeners. What you're listening to is what happens live. We do very little editing just so you know. Um, but during the show, everybody on Twitter and on YouTube, you can help us pick a title on the show. Um, if you go to af.showbot.tv, uh, and there you can enter in your suggestions for the title of the show. Um, we love the live people who are participating over on twitch.tv slash good day internet and youtube.com slash daily tech news show. We love our DTNS fam. Uh, thank you everybody for that. So keep the show titles coming on the live show. That's the only way you can do it is by watching live. So that's how you want to do it. So awesome. May I suggest a combination of the first and third one and just call it Dowd AF? <laughs> Good idea. <laughs> Do that. All right. So we still don't have uh, any sort of bumpers or anything like that, which is on the list of things to do, but we'll get there at some point. Um, but uh, that said, let's get into the news. And first up, um, we were talking before the show, before the show went live, about how we're in a very heavy Samsung cycle. And we're going to get to that in a little bit, thanks to you, Adam. Uh, but Pixel 8 is is on the horizon, and the leaks, they are a leaking. Um, and sure <laughs> enough, the most recent leak has to do with Pixel 8 Pro, uh, a video leaked out on, on X or whatever it is that's called now, um, revealing not only uh, a lovely new blue color that we haven't seen the Pixel in, um, but a new feature called Audio Magic Eraser. Um, and if you are familiar with, and, and here I have the, the video that, uh, in question, um, if you are familiar with, with the concept of magic eraser, you know, that was the Google photos feature that allows you to remove, uh, people from the background and things like that. Uh, an audio magic eraser is probably what, what it suggests, which lets you take out audio from your videos and identify sounds and pull them out and take out any noise. Um, so is this the, the next evolution of the magic eraser world or, you know, Adam, what did you think when you saw this, uh, this feature? Oh, God, I hope so. As a podcaster. Oh my God. That's amazing. I mean, also I should say as a podcaster, I think we're all pretty familiar with, um, you know, just noise reduction and, you know, noise reduction algorithms that you can run to get rid of that pesky fan in the background. Um, but I mean, like, I'm going to be interested to see like how well this works with like sudden noises, like, you know, noise reduction is great with like, you know, but like, you know, with dog barking or something like that, I would love to hear like 
how that's going to how that's going to go, because, I mean, if they can do that, then, oh, yeah, that's going to be that's going to be awesome. Yeah. And it's and, it, and this is yet another extension of Google's AI and what Google's AI can do. Um, and, and it is funny because like that that idea of the dog bark or like the burst of sound, you know, like we use, I don't know if it's AI, but we you like we use tools on this show like when we export it. We level, we, there's a great tool called Levelator that I think is the podcaster's best friend, right? That, that, mm-hmm. uh, that uses technology to make our audio all sound of the same level. But if some, like you said, if somebody's got a fan going or if there's some sort of line noise in there, there's nothing we can do about it. Um, I guess my, my interesting thought about this is that it's all phone based and the media has got to be on your phone in order for it to work. Like, you know, will it be, a, you know, how will it help, you know, filmmakers or podcasters or things like that when if it's just, you know, kind of cell phone footage or stuff like that, when we actually have actually media that you'd want to use this tool for, it'd be nice to see it kind right. of extended out to the to the web or something. But I know it's one of the those pixel kind of, you know, like, uh, you know, fun things that you get for having a pixel. I don't know. When, what do you, what do you think of it? I, I like it a lot. I would like to see Ridley Scott. I know I keep talking about Ridley Scott, but he, I think he did a movie for Samsung, but it would be, it would be fun to see like eventually the eventual pixel made movie. I don't know. I'm sure Google has enough money to make that happen, yeah. but <laughs> no, I, I like this evolution a lot, especially as, you know, as we get bigger. I, I mean, video just seems to be now as ubiquitous as, you know, photo for better, for worse, you know, with your TikToks and your, your reels and your shorts and everything like that. And, I don't know. I just like anything that kind of empowers people either doing video for themselves with, for their kids or for trying to, you know, be the next thing on YouTube for better, for worse. So I like it. I kind of wonder if they will eventually, maybe, I don't know, not anytime soon, but if Google will eventually, you know, open up, you know, the magic erasers to everybody because they kind of started doing that with the visual one but maybe for for right now while it's still kind of new experimental and also kind of like you know the new hatness it'll just be uh exclusive and i want to know what the blue colorway color is because i think was it last week i was gonna go back to it i was gonna go back to it i want to know what that color name is right we don't know what it is as of yet we just know that it's a blue colorway um which because we had licorice something in haze I, last week i feel like it's going to be something sky or like yeah, or, oh. or or dreams or i don't know like <laughs> so i believe that particular color on the iphone was called pacifica uh, uh, which was the which was the less good blue by the way <laughs> apple um if you're if you're watching because you know apple definitely watches this show. oh for sure mm-hmm. yeah they're they're right on top of it right so all right well yeah we'll see i mean it's another one of those things that will make you that google hopes you'll want to buy their pixel uh because uh because you can fix the audio on it um cool so when what else is going on uh not so much pixel but in the round in the realm of android Yes, we, we are getting close here. We are on Android 14 beta five rolling out. And this is the third and final, you know, platform, you know, uh, the third and final stop on the platform stability train and on the OS release timeline. So it, I think our, I think episode number one, Ron took an over under on whether it was going to, whether Android 14 were released before or after Labor Day. And given that, that we're getting Android 14 beta five on today, August 15th. I, I don't know, Ron, you feeling pretty good about those odds? Like, I, I am. I mean, wait, wait, yeah, wait no. No, I said after Labor Day, right? You said before. Before Labor Michelle Day. Michelle and I said after. Oh, yeah. Right now, right now, I don't feel good about that because Labor Day okay. Labor Day is is not far off. It's like two weeks away. And so, like, I, we need to go back and see what the um, – what the whatchamacallit, what the the gap between the the last beta and the release was, but with no event on the horizon or anything like that, I'm actually not feeling good about before Labor Day. 
So okay. that's where I am. Well, it'll, it'll be soon either way. And so if you are currently on a pixel from 4A, 5G, all the way up to, you know, whatever the, the, the sevens. And if you have a pixel fold or a pixel tablet, you will get your pixel 14 beta five. If you're in the program, I got mine already. And basically nothing too surprising fixes, 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 including some specific to the pixel fold and the pixel tablet. Android central noted a particular fix that um, Google has been working on. And that is the, the kind of persistent issue with Wi-Fi scanning um, causing too much power consumption. They're still working on it. Um, maybe it's fixed now, but anyway, if you're on any of these devices and in particular, if you're on the beta program, look out for that and we'll see very soon the final countdown to Android 14. I want to, that is not the, that is not the tune of that song that I was referencing. Did Android, there we go. Thank you. Adam got me. Adam got back. How many, how many, ver- <laughs> how many betas did Android 13 go through? Did they go to five? I'm trying to find a timeline here. Um, I got nothing. I don't run betas because as a reviewer, I can't really do that. <laughs> I need to experience it as, you know, the masses will. So I never do betas. I also don't really care. Um, so shame on me. I know I'm a, I'm a bad Android user because I never do betas. I never root phones and, you know, I don't do anything. Okay. So, so last year, Android 13 launched on literally launched one year ago today on August 15th, 2022. So that's what Android, hey, I'll drink to that. Android 13 launched, right? <laughs> um, they so Android 13 beta four launched on July 13th, 2022, and then August 15th they launched the 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 stable launch almost a mm. month later. So if you go by that, so Android 13 did not have a beta five, uh, where Android 14 does have a beta five. And with the the let and here I have the schedule. I can throw it up here so you guys can see it. One second. This is what happens when I'm driving the bus, and it's uh it's challenging. <laughs> Where's Burke when I need him? Um, there we go. All right, cool. So we can see there is the schedule. Thanks to our friends at Android Authority. Um, so there you can see the whole history between February and August. So it looks like there was a month between the last beta and the stable launch. So going by this, it looks as if Android 14 will launch mid-September. What do we think about that? Yeah. Yeah. That seems about right. I mean, why not? It's not like anything else is going to be launching in mid-September. Right. <laughs> <laughs> says, a, says, says a man who might know things. September <laughs> <sighs> and Techtober yeah. are right around the corner. Is, and I mean, and don't get me wrong. It's great from a freelancer perspective because I'm going to be super busy. Sure. But um, but yeah, it's it's a lot. Yep. <laughs> All right. Well, so, yeah, so we'll just we'll wait and see, but we'll see if we have to wait a whole another month for it. Um, so cool. Well, that's the uh, the majority of the news. But um, and you have to excuse me. I was eating I, I was eating almonds before the show, and now they stick to the back of your throat, and it's not, not a good thing for a podcaster. You should get your protein. I need my protein. Getting your protein. protein. Um, But it is that time of the week where our patrons over at patreon.com slash Android faithful get to help us pick a story uh, to talk about. And sure enough, it was a close one this week. We gave three options for you all to pick from Um, a YouTuber flip the, the Samsung galaxy flip five for a week straight to get it to break. That only got 11% of the vote. Um, Waze was having problems on Android Auto that got 42% of the vote but the winner, drum roll please was the fact that uh, it was revealed that Google is working on the ability to cast media to your tablet from your phone simply by standing in front of it or near it dun 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 um, I'm, I gotta admit I'm shocked that this is the one that won because I thought I was like so <laughs> what I mean it is it, it is neat 
it is very, very cool that you can utilize the ultra wideband chip to cast from a phone directly to the tablet device, which is, which is neat. And it says here, here on, uh, we're on chromeunbox.com. They do say here, it says, it sounds like science fiction. And it really kind of does. It's no different than nearby share swiping files from one or another or something like that. It's just the idea of media. Um, but, and, and here Chrome Unboxed, uh, I love when they do this. They embedded our good friend, Michelle Roman, who can't make it this week on the show, um, who yeah. shared the, shared it on, uh, on, on X, uh, with a thanks to at assembled debug for the tip. Um, but it shows here how you're able to cast directly to your tablet from your phone. This is neat, but as an owner of a pixel tablet and of a pixel phone, I can't think of any scenario where I'm on my phone and I want to swipe it to the tablet itself. Now give me this functionality to my TV and then you've got science fiction. Then you've got like, if I just go from the phone and go like that and it goes, that's pretty cool. Agreed. So maybe this is the beginning of it, but um, yeah. I have a theory as to why this story won out. Okay. Um, and, and it goes back to WebOS. Do you remember the days of WebOS? Of course. When you could share like web pages from your from your Palm Pre to your HP, you know, tablet. Yep. I'm I'm guessing people are feeling that vibe, and they're like, "Oh, we got to bring this because it's like the last thing that <laughs> that a, an operating system hasn't stolen from WebOS yet." So I'm 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 here for it. I I'm disappointed that it's only for the Pixel tablet. I would love to see this for like you said TVs, and I would even like it to be even more intuitive like that. Like you're watching media and you just walk up to your TV and it like just says, bong, here we go. You know, it's, it's exactly like that. Although then I worry that I don't know if, if, if y'all have experienced this, but for the last month and a half or so, every time I ask my, my Google assistant devices to do, literally anything i get a notification on three different phones yep. asking was that the right device yep. was it really did we do it right please tell me thank you <laughs> um and uh, like i i would just be really afraid of of a feature like this you like you walk past your tv and all of a sudden it's like we're gonna put it on the tv now was that right <laughs> and we're just like no it wasn't right i'm just well, looking well i mean the, the the scenario that you on remind me of and this is way so this is pre-android pre-ios pre-smartphone era um, I was at a job where I was doing kind of like marketing innovation technology stuff. And I got invited out to Redmond to go to visit Microsoft where they had built the home of the future. Right. Okay. And it was like early smart home stuff. And one aspect of it was, is that if you wore a little pin, kind of like a Star Trek communicator and yep. you were watching TV in the living room and then you got up and walked to the kitchen, what you were watching would follow you and would move from the screen in the living room to the screen in the kitchen and like that whole idea. Now it was prototype. It was all, it was all smoke and mirrors. It didn't actually work, but it was like conceptual. But when you think about it, our phones are our little Star Trek communicator mm -hmm. pins, right? And mm -hmm. so like, and if you are saying I'm actively watching something there, you know, hypothetically, there's no reason why it can't follow you to all your screens. And I go from the living room with the TV to the kitchen with my Pixel tablet on the dock. You know, can the location services be so specific to pinpoint what room you're in and which device to go in? Or like you said, Adam, get a cacophony of Google Home and, and screens all up at the same time and just drive you crazy. <laughs> Well, that, and I'm sure, I'm sure Wynn can speak to this, but like, what happens if you're walking into the living room and your wife is already there watching a TV show? Do you override her? Or like, there's so many like 
teeny tiny <laughs> decisions that have to be made yep. <laughs> like when you're programming something like that and i'm not even a developer i'm sure, I'm sure no uh, yeah I, that's, that's a really great point so it, I, I think it's interesting so um within i think the discovery of this it's called media tap to transfer so the fact that it's media tap What's the tap? And I kind of want it to be a weird dress gesture because, like, especially like using like, it, going no, using like, motors, <laughs> like that kind of like a oh, like a, kind of like a fling thing, yeah. right? Like you, yeah. Wait, is it is that on a is that on a sci-fi show where someone like flings a device and then the the media like kind of almost like yeah, flies well, that goes back to on, on our old show. I used to talk a lot about the expanse. Uh, the expanse yes, kind of had expanse, that where they had those yeah. little see-through terminals and they would fling the phone and it would go up there or they would go, they would flick it and like that sort of thing. So, yeah. So, so, so I mean, but I think that's what, what would be hand, handy. And I think that's, what's kind of getting me is like, how do you confirm, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like at some yeah. point, you know, maybe we'll AI everything and the AI just knows from your body language, kind of like a segue when you want to stop or when you want to go or when your wife is angry at you that you took over her watchings because, you know, I was busy watching my anime review show or whatever and you came over and took it over with your Final Fantasy fourteen thing. These are things from my actual life. Um, but I, I do think it's going to be interesting how the user experience like end to end works. And as you said, Adam, how to kind of smooth that out. But yeah, I, if, right. if media to tap is something kind of like with the phone, I think that'd be really cool. Yeah. But we'll I think have to be, I'd be happy with just like an NFC thing. Like you just walk oh, up. Oh, yeah. To just like, like, like just have like a little thing on the TV where they you know, tap here or something yeah. like that. And you just go boop and zoop. <laughs> well, and then you got to wonder how long it takes for either a California proposition or EU to shut it down and not have like you need some sort of consent or you need some sort of like modal right. or well, like how can we. <laughs> but I don't want to be a Debbie Downer on it. But this is neat. This is very cool. This is very very sci-fi. Yes. This is very of the future and using that ultra wideband um, channel like on the phone and the tablet that shows the like what the, what the Google ecosystem can do. So um, yeah, it'll be pretty cool. I can't wait for six years from now when Apple invents it. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Truth. All right, cool. Well, that's going to wrap. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Up the news, right? Um, and let's get into hardware. Dun, dun, dun. Yes. So it is Samsung. It is, it is the season of Samsung since, you know, we're just a little bit, of, we're not quite a month away from unpacked. And we've had many kind of folks kind of like talk about what their feelings and thoughts on the flippable revolution is from Samsung. And as Adam mentioned, he does fact write for Forbes and he wrote two reviews. Well, not just two. I mean, he's written probably many reviews, but he's written very, very specifically on the two F's that we're going to talk about today, the fold and the flip. Adam, how do you feel about let's start with the fold. How how was the okay. fold for you? Uh the fold is the most boring device that was announced <laughs> at Samsung Unpacked. Um because so there's two ways to look at it. <laughs> and and, and there, there's the way I originally looked at it, and then there's the way that another reviewer looked at it that uh, I read. And I'm just like, yeah, that's a good point. I'm gonna go with their interpretation because it's a lot more positive. This uh the fold is the the evolved design that Samsung has been moving towards for the last four years, um, which is to say that they have a new and improved hinge with um, more shock resistance and it now folds flat, which is kind of the headline. Um, you know, that's, there's, that's the headline of the thing. There's no more, um, gap. Do we want to bring up? I was just gonna uh, say, I want to, I don't want to interrupt you, Adam, but we want to welcome, we do have another guest that, that's a company, Adam. Uh, we have Skippy the review cam. So our video watcher, that's right, watching the live stream or people watching the video after the fact. Uh, Adam has been kind enough to set up a review camera so that you can see hands on with the fold. Um, and the flip. yeah, so now. If you if you looked at this uh, on a on a table, you'd be just be like, "Was is that the three? Is that the four? Is that the five? I honestly have no idea because it looks very similar. It's got the same aspect ratio on the inside. It's got the same aspect ratio. The main difference is here in that this folds flat. In fact, I'll even go ahead and take off the <laughs> laughably hundred dollar case oh. that uh, oh. Samsung. Oh. <laughs> that Samsung's going to sell with us. Yeah, does, I, I said laughably. S Pen does the S Pen is the S Pen in that price? Yes. Or? Yes. Oh, thank goodness. Okay. Okay. Now it no. is a much better S Pen case than the one from last year because last year's looked like um, like a CSI technician's case um, <laughs> that that had the S Pen in it. So okay, so you can see it folds flat, which is which is primo and kind of Samsung had to do that. There was, there was really no excuses anymore. Like, I guess they could have leaned into it and said, well, we've always had a gap, so we're just going to keep the gap and that's going to be our signature, except they also realize it's a stupid signature. Um, anyway, so the front screen is still too small, in my humble opinion. Um, it's kind of hard to, you know, type on this thing. You know, it's, 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 anyway, it's a little bit too small. Um, but when you open it up, you get a nice palatial canvas that you can, that you can play with and you can do multitasking. As soon as I remember how to do the multitasking, that's not how to do it. Um, yeah, you can do like yeah, the split screen and you can open up 
I don't know, photos. Sure. Why not? And then you can even do a pop-up window above that if you want to. I mean, you could just multitask this thing to death if you want. So, and you know, it's got the Snapdragon, um, eight gen two force galaxy processor in it, which is basically the Snapdragon eight gen two with a little bit of overclocking. Um, and so like it, this thing could do just about anything you want to, you want to play call of duty, you can play call of duty. You want to play Genshin impact on the maximum settings. You can absolutely do that. I would do that except it takes, you know, can we do, can we, can we pull up some Genshin impact? Why not? Um, we'll, <laughs> I'll chat while we right let now. this load. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, so like the two major things that happened with this phone were the folding flat and the, and the hinge, which is designed to be more impact resistant. Yeah. Confirm whatever. <laughs> and oh, it wants me to update. Never mind. We're not playing. <laughs> so, uh, because yeah. So, over- go ahead. I'm so sorry. overall, the fold, I mean, like again, this felt like an iterative, update to the fo- to the phones you know like you know having the yeah. flat folding you know a, a, you know minor you know the processor updates like you know spe- keeping specs up with the jones but really nothing revolutionary with the fold at least right no i mean the, the really cool part is this extra hundred dollar case which i mean it shouldn't cost a hundred dollars but it does have the uh, the s pen built into there it is a very nice sleek s pen so it and, and it is specifically designed for the fold if you try to use a different s pen on here a pop-up window comes up and says don't do that oh, um mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, it's, it's nice that you can carry the S pen with you because there are a few games that I play that are a lot easier to play with an S pen rather than just, you know, tapping with my big sausage fingers here. So, (laughs) um, the one thing that I kind of like, it's okay. I've got this, uh, this home screen mirroring thing turned on. So like right now I've got my home screen here and if I open it up, it shows that home screen plus your second screen. I never have a second screen. The only reason these widgets are here are so that I can have something over here (laughs) when I open up the phone. Um, so like, that's kind of cool. Uh, the Google pixel fold does basically the same thing. Um, the other option is you can turn off uh, screen mirroring and then you get a whole different home screen interface, which is actually, I, I think, the way that most people would prefer to do it. Just because when you open up your phone, now you can have like a calendar widget and a weather widget and like all these things that normally take up a bunch of room. Um, you can have that on the inside, but not take up a bunch of room on the outside. Right. Um, so I think that's the way that most people would do it. I don't go that way because I have a very specific way that I like to have my my apps and folders, and I didn't want to have to replicate that on uh, the second screen, but in a more spread out fashion. But um, but like Samsung has done some really cool software things here. Uh, there's one thing that you can do. Uh, let's see if I'm trying to figure out a way that I can um, do this quickly. Um, let me just. Uh, Okay, that's, yeah, that's fine. So, like, you can grab, let me open up a a web browser here. Hi, Timu. That's nice to see you there. Um, I'm looking for something with a photo. There we go. So, like, if I wanted to grab this banner for some reason and, like, drag it down, I can then open it up a different thing, and then I can drag it, like, into that thing. So I think if I open up, like, a Google Doc... Then I can let that go, and there it is. I kind of so, love that. 
that's pretty cool. And like, that is a very smart use of this expansive canvas here. Um, the other thing, uh, what was the other thing? I, I, I had another thing I was going to show you and I, completely well and you can you can you can you um, showed split screen like you can set up one in the left screen one in the right screen and then drag an image over to it right like you could potentially do that right yeah you can yeah. you can definitely do that too if you wanted to um let me see can i do that yeah in like a new document i guess or something um, but I mean, the cool thing is, is that you can actually use two fingers at the same time so that like, you could be like, Oh, I don't have that app open. Now I can open it up and, and drag it over. If I, you could definitely do the, 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 the one to the other thing. But, um, what makes that really cool is that you can actually use that second hand in a useful way and like open up a second window if you, uh, if you need to. Um, the other cool thing that uh, Samsung, this isn't exactly new, but uh, actually it is new this year for the, can we transition over to the S9 for a yeah, moment? For sure, to the yeah. S9, yeah. To oh, the Tab S9 Ultra. Yeah. Yep. So um, what Samsung did with the S Tab S9 Ultra and the Galaxy Fold, I'm going to have to attach the keyboard here, <laughs> sorry, and I'm going to bash my microphone while I do it. Um, they, they introduced this uh, thing called multi-control which um, allows you to use a, this, a single, I need to get out of dex mode here for a second. Uh, it allows you to use a single uh, keyboard and mouse on multiple devices. So oh, for cool. example, if I do, I think I need to turn it on. It's yeah. Okay. It's already, it's, it's already on. So, Oh, I need to, I think I need to connect to it. That's what it is. Connect phone. <clears throat> Adam's fold. Oh, it yeah. And so, like, it does that, and you see this. Like, oh, this cool! Thing. Yeah. Oh, that's so awesome. Yeah. So now, if I use so the mouse over for, here, for audio listeners, the tab, the, uh, the tab, the S nine tab Ultra is next to the fold, and you turn it on, and and you get a little gray bar on the left side on the phone showing that it's connected to the tablet to the left of it, which is a nice little visual prompt. That's pretty cool. And now yeah. the mouse cursor is going from one screen to the other, which is crazy magic. How is it doing that? Wait, so can, can you drag from from your like a, an image from your phone to your to your tablet? You know, I never tried that. I guess we could try it now if we want. <laughs> we go that is wild. How is it doing that? That's amazing. So yeah, it's it it connects via I believe Wi Fi, unless I'm mistaken. Let me try to drag this over here. And so he just dragged an image from a web browser on his phone via a mouse onto the tablet into a document. And we and it's thinking about it. It, it, it came <laughs> it came over like when you were clicked on it when it was active. So the graphic was there, and then the moment he dropped it, we're getting a little cursor, and then it's oh. just file, file corruptor not supported. Oh. That's awesome. Oh no! So close. <laughs> I know. So close. I was very. Close. I wonder uh, if I can find. Oh, let me. Here's a. Let me try this guy here. Let's see. Same thing. Same thing. Probably unless what if I grab like just a static image like this little icon here? Oh yeah, W Scott us in chat. Yeah, it did a synergy was what I was thinking of too, because I ran synergy for a hot second in college, yeah. I think. Uh which is <laughs> yeah, with multiple devices, but yeah. Well, we all experimented in college. <laughs> um <laughs> yeah, that's what a college is for. <laughs> all right. Well so I, I my mind is uh, perpetually in the gutter, yeah, so yeah. All right. Well, this I is- want this to work, darn it. Yeah. <laughs> but well, oh. I guess that 
kind of did something. You can also do like a copy and a paste in between the two devices if you That's want. So awesome, if yeah. you um, let's see if I just like do now. Fine, I'll just grab. I'm I'm in a geocaching app right now for those of you who are listening. So if I copy there. I should be able to cut. Yeah, yeah. all right. So I can copy over. Text works. Yeah, that was pretty cool. So, so what I like about this is that you know Samsung is building in like a, a true ecosystem of devices that all work together. It's not just a you know here's a here's a PC, here's a here's a tablet, here's a phone. Um, the uh, the S9 Ultra can also act as a wireless second screen, but only for a Samsung-based PC. So it has to be like a Galaxy Book or something like that. I don't have a Samsung PC, so I wasn't able to test that particular functionality. But um, still, multi-control is kind of cool because you can have your phone over here and you can like go over there and check your messages, your emails or something like that. And then you can go back to work over here. And, um, you know, this particular tablet, you know, especially in Dex mode, I mean, you can see on the dock here, I've got like, 87 different apps open up here. I've got Telegram and Prime and Slack and Chrome. I can do my job on this tablet if I wanted to. Wow. And the really cool part about that is this thing is 5.5 millimeters thick. Um, so once I take off that and once I take off that, I mean, this is a super thin. Is, um, is, that, is that thinner than the uh, fold folded? Let's find out. <laughs> so when the uh, when, no, I, I want to say I want to say it is not, well unfolded. I, I, well, yeah, no, I but folded when it when it's the thick when it's the thick uh, remote control. It's got to be the the tablet's got to be thinner, right? Oh yeah, yeah. the tablet's way yeah. thinner yeah. than it is yeah. than it is folded. But like even unfolded, I mean, you can see they wow. are not too far apart from each not other. At all. And this is, by the way, the uh, S Pen that's a- magnetically attached to the back. Mm-hmm. Which I honestly like. I'm not an artistic person, so I don't use the S Pen a whole heck of a lot. Um, I, you know, I've got a trackpad. Why would I want to use an S Pen? Um, but that attaches magnetically to the back here and has a little handy dandy cover on there, yeah. which is nice. Cool. Um, so that is kind of the Tab S9 in then, a nutshell. And then you've got the flip somewhere there, don't you? And I have the flip. All right. Um, and this is this is arguably the most exciting device that they that Samsung launched because it gives you this massively huge cover screen, which um, you know allows you to do. It's it's similar to the Motorola Razor Plus. Was this show around when the Razor Plus came out? I know it was like. Right around transition time. Uh, well, I don't think it was. We didn't talk that much about the Razor Plus, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the major selling point to the to the Razor Plus is how much you can do with just the outside screen, and the same thing is the same thing is here too. You know, you can check your notifications here, and oh, the Cubs are losing because, of course, they are. Um, <laughs> but then you have like you know different widgets that have been optimized for uh, yep. for this. Um, you know, alarms and this is like my step counter. I don't know why it thinks I've done 4,300 steps today because I haven't been carrying this phone like all day. Uh, but anyway, um, there's also a select few number of apps that you can run on this and running apps on the outside screen. Now, with the Razor, you can basically do any app that you want. There's like, 
I think I said I had a hundred, 200 some apps on my phone and the razor gave me the ability to do like 167 of them. So it's, it's like basically any app that you want. Um, Samsung is offering a much more curated, um, solution here mm-hmm. where it's only going to give you a certain number of apps that are kind of like approved. I'm using air quotes here. Um, and those are, let's see, I think maps, YouTube. Um, you'll have to bear with me. I've had this phone for exactly 24 hours at this point. <laughs> um, so it's like maps, YouTube, a couple of messaging apps, and I think Netflix. And then if you want to go farther than that, you can open up an app called Goodlock, which you can download, I believe, from the Galaxy Store. And then through that method, you can enable other apps to work on the outside screen. The value proposition here is that you don't have to open the phone all that much. So you only have to tiny or you only have to power this tiny little screen right. and you can get through easily a whole day just using this screen. I mean, with the Motorola Razor, I would say my usage is probably somewhere in the neighborhood of about 70% of the time I don't bother opening the phone because I can do wow. anything you want. That's fascinating. Um, with, it, with this phone, it's a little bit more limited just because Samsung, uh, you know, Motorola did the spaghetti against the wall type thing. Let's see what sticks. And it lets you go in and determine, oh, this app works great on the cover screen. Oh, this app does not work great. Let's not do that anymore. Whereas with Samsung, it's much it's a much more curated. Here's what we think you're going to want to do on the cover screen. And um, and for the most part, Samsung is is very right. So it's it. But it is much more of a I see some of your commenters are using the term walled garden, yep. um, which is not inaccurate at all. Well, yeah, I was going to say yeah. the, the, the tone of the yeah. chat room right now, JJ and, and some of the other folks and stuff like that are, are talking about how the, the this is feeling a lot like an Apple device in terms of the walled garden and like curating. We're picking what you're going to want. But, Adam, you just said something which I found terribly interesting is that for the most part, they're right. Right. So, yeah, I think so. I think so. Because like, if you, if you do like the Motorola thing where you just like, let anybody do anything you want, you're going to run into some apps that absolutely don't work and have no business being on just a cover screen. Um, one game in particular I play, um, it's called Cody cross. It's kind of like a little crossword puzzle kind of game. And I tried playing that on the outside screen and it, it messed up in so many different ways Um, because it's just not designed to work on a 3.6 inch screen. Um, Other apps like, um, like the, the apps that Samsung curated uh, specifically like the Netflix controls, you can see that the, that the cover screen here is kind of a funky shape. We've got this kind of like a dip Mm -hmm. down here on the the cameras, right? Yeah. Yeah, so Motorola, um, you know, let me just, I keep talking about it. (laughs) (laughs) Motorola, um, they put their screen all the way down here, all along, you know, and around the cameras as well. Yeah, with a pinhole approach, basically, by having the two, having the screen wrap around the two holes for the camera. So, and when I say that you can run any app that you want on here, I mean every app you could possibly want on this outside screen. It just doesn't stop. I mean, like I said, it's like 160-some apps. And so, like, I can open up my geocaching app, and I can go to the map, and then I can move the map really quickly so you don't see where I live. And, you know, I can can see these. Yes, I know I'm on the Android Faithful (laughs) podcast. You don't have to tell me, Samson. 
Um, anyway, so now like I can see, you know, where the all the geocaches are around my house. And it's really nice. I don't even have to open the phone to do it. Um, but then like, you know, other apps, uh, I'll just I'll see if I can uh, if I pull up Cody Cross. This is the one that I'm talking about. It takes forever to load. So I'll talk through it. Um, this one you'll see does not work at all. Like it's it's laughably bad. Um, so like if I wanted to do that same thing on the Samsung, I have to go through like two different hoops that I have to jump through in order to get to a point where I can put Cody cross on this screen in a really, really bad way. Um, and so like, and I think Samsung's kind of serving as kind of like a roadblock to say, you know, you really shouldn't do that. And, you know, yeah, I mean, I kind of get that. Like, so it's kind of funny because I remember we had Chet Haas on a couple of weeks ago and we were talking about the flip and I think he had that same resistance to, like how open is this? Like, what can you actually run or how, you know, how curated or how gated, you know, is this outside screen? And so I think in terms of like the spirit of Android, no, this is not very Android spirity, but, and I, maybe this is just maybe coming in cynical dev after many years. And again, <laughs> I'm always going to cop to it's cynical kinda, dev, whatever could you be? I know. Right. <laughs> just so just, just unicorn over here. But like after all the years of us kind of being so resistant on, you know, different form factors, what happens is, is that, you know, and I've seen this for even just casually talking to friends of mine who use like the fold, right? When a software experience doesn't fit the form factor, it, 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 it becomes like it, it usually the, the, the inclination is to blame the device, right? Because mm-hmm. usually maybe this is a, the, that person's first time working oh, yeah. with a foldable phone. And so I can see, you know, for us who are maybe more Android enthusiasts, the Android faithful, we're kind of used to it, you know, like for those of us that like, you know, root and like are used to like, yeah, it's like, you know, whatever. Um, but I think for Samsung, they want to keep this foldable train going. They want to get more people on it. And the best mm-hmm. way to do that is to provide people the best experience, yep. which is going to be curated. And, and like, without saying anything, NDA, I've actually been at a couple companies where, you know, yeah, Samsung tends to like, Hey, Hey, cool app person. Do you want to like do a thing for us? And like, yeah, but that's, that's their approach is to find partners and do really tailored experiences. So from a business side, and also like if I was just, you know, in isolation, dev wanting to make my app as successful as possible, that makes a lot of sense. Or, you know, if I was a hard, it would make a lot of sense, but yeah, it's not the most Android thing. So I can kind of see it both ways. Yeah. Can we pop on Shippy real quick? I just want to, so like, this is what I'm talking about. So this is Cody cross on the, on the note and Mm -hmm. or on the fold. I I keep calling this the note next generation. (laughs) It is, it is. So like, this is, this is that game on, on the fold. And you know, the one thing that you notice is like, this is really optimized for the fold. Like, you know, it looks really good. This is that same game. Mm-hmm. On the on the Motorola, it's unplayable. And you, like, you, it's unplayable. It's not playable. You yeah. can't even see like a single line. So I mean, that's what I'm talking about. Like when it, when I say that it's just really, it's it's suboptimal. But the one thing that I want to I want to finish off my uh, thought on the note is or the fold <laughs> again. Um, is that the fold has been around for so long that app developers have actually come around to it and they've actually designed their game to work very well on the screen. This same game does not look good on a Google pixel fold um, because of the different aspect ratio. Interesting. It doesn't look terrible, but it doesn't look good either. Um, And so what you're going to find with the fold is that more apps are optimized for this type of screen because the fold has been around for so long. Yep. 
Interesting. All right. So all in all, across these three devices, fold, flip, the tab, thumbs up, thumbs down. Like how you feel? How are you feeling about the the the, the latest offering from Samsung? All right, so I'll, I'll I'll do each one in a tweet. Okay, uh, this <laughs> is a lot of necessary upgrades. The final ev- uh, evolution, I'm sorry, the, I'm talking about the Fold Five, is a lot of necessary upgrades. The final evolution. This is where what's going to get interesting is next year when Samsung actually has meaningful competition in the United States. Yep. What they're going to do with this device. The Tab S9 is the best Android tablet that you can buy hands down. It's not even a question. But this package that you're looking at right here is the base model plus the book cover, which Samsung does not ship in the box. (laughs) (sighs) Anyway, and so this whole package is like $1,300. And you're in laptop territory there. Base base model. Spendy, as I believe somebody uh, in the chat said. Spendy. It's very spendy. It's uh, this is basically a two in one computer that happens to run Android. Yep. So, and then this is arguably the most exciting device that Samsung released. They finally did the cover screen the right way, except they're still holding it back with software. I get why they're doing it. I don't necessarily like it, but I get it. And right. so that's kind of my my summation of uh, the three devices that I brought home from. South Korea, I did not get any watches. All right, cool. So, well, thank you for showing that yeah. off. It was great to have all those devices. It's the first time we've had all three of those devices on the show. Michal also went to Korea. He came back with the Fold, and he was he he was playing with it. We got a little quick glimpse of that. We're waiting for his full review of it, but to see all three of them is great to see. Um, but so, I didn't know Michal was in Korea. I never was. saw him. He was there. Wow. He was at the same event. Oh, that's a bummer. What the um, heck? Yeah. He must not have been there with the, I don't know. Samsung had a lot of different contingents there. Um, So like, you know, they had, you know, American press and then they had press from, I mean, he's American press, so I don't know why he wouldn't have been with us. But yeah, yeah, there were a lot of like distinct groups that were unpacked um, for Samsung. So he must have been in a different group. They packed them in for unpacked. That's for sure. Uh, (laughs) They did. did did. It was a very long flight. I I did want to say like, um, so Y'all lucky people that got devices. I'm very happy for you. No jelly because um, if you did order, say, like um, any of the devices, for example, I ordered Z Flip 5. The original ship date was August 11th. Last week I checked, it was August 18th. The day I checked, it is September 8th. Um, oh, and I looked on forums, and I think a lot of people are being surprised by the continual pushback. Um, and these are people Oof. that ordered the day of unpacked. Is, and is that is that is that um, is that a pointing towards the demand that so many people wanted it or the manufacturing that Samsung didn't make enough. It might be manufacturing. So just to give context, I ordered one of the Samsung.com exclusive colors, the yellow one. And if you look on the site, the dates for ship are different. So Mm. yeah, if y'all pick the fancy colors, that might be it too. I think this ship date on like the standard colors is a little bit sooner, like still in August, but Anyway, um, if you all haven't checked on your ship dates in a while and you're curious, you might want to go check your order number, especially if you got a fancy color. <laughs> there you go. All right. Yeah, might want to double check that. Um, one last note for JJ4884. Oh, actually, uh, Technobench just answered it for me. I don't root or hack or put on betas, so sorry, okay. I have no idea. Well, we're gonna we're gonna UI talk about the one UI six in a in a minute when we get to okay. Thing. But so um, <laughs> before there, real quickly on the topic of folds, Samsung is gonna have some competition 
from Xiaomi's new Mi Mix Fold. Uh, the Mi Mix Fold 3 is out, um, and it's gotten lots of good reviews and people saying that the large battery, uh, the fast charging, uh, the, the, the quote unquote, and here we have, we're looking at Android places coverage, the usable outer screen of it is really giving the, the, the Xiaomi approach to, to the foldable a bit of an edge. Um, I haven't got a chance to really look in too deep to it. Um, but it seems as if the, the, the thinner design and here we're showing the, uh, the, the, the Xiaomi kind of uh, hype video as they show, they animate the, the, the fold, uh, not the fold, the, yeah, the fold three coming together as it folds. Um, yeah, yeah they're, they're, they're patented. It kind of looks like the trench run from Star Wars. But this one, this one looks pretty cool. If you're looking at it, if you know, it's got that woven background, uh, woven back kind of uh, texture on the backside on the display list side of it that uh without without the display where the cameras are it's got those leica uh mm-hmm. leica lenses um you know so xiaomi stepping into the foldable world uh, pretty heavy with this third generation of their phone of their phone so um be curious if anybody gets to put their hands on it but uh the the, the fact that it's got a usable front screen uh in comparison to the samsung one i think is a, a very yeah. interesting um angle for it so yeah. And I think we, we, we spec, I think the, the, the price that we saw, if you translate it to USD yep. is actually like around 1200, 1300. Yep. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Yeah. So, yeah. so, so like it's launching model. in China, um, with 12 gig of RAM and 256 storage for roughly about 1250. And then they've got a, uh, higher end model at 16 gig of RAM and one, one terabyte of storage costing goodness 15, gracious. 1500, which for 1500 bucks, which is, this is cheaper than the pixel fold. No, that's like, right? yeah, like yeah. that's kind of, I mean, yeah. Again, assuming that we're on like in the world where we consider eighteen hundred dollar foldable not ridiculous, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. So, <laughs> so if you were in China, pick one of these up, and maybe if you can find a way to get phones from China, go for it. So, you know, if you li- I've never been to China, and I, I would love to visit sometime, but I, I get the feeling like if you go to China and you like trip and fall the wrong way, you're probably going to land on a foldable phone. <laughs> yep. Like it just it just seems like there are so many foldables over there. It's like it, I'm kind of jealous because now that I've had a chance to play with so many foldable phones, like I, we were talking about it a little bit off air, but I like. I find I find candy bar phones boring now because like foldables are just so exciting and so neat. Yep. Um, but yeah, cool. Oh, sorry. All right. Well, so that's going to wrap us up on hardware and uh, run out a bit of bad time. So we're going to get through a bunch of app stuff. But uh, when you've got the first one, this is a story that you've been tracking for a couple of weeks now, right? Yeah, so we talked a little bit, I think, with back with Max about some kind of like suspected Google Photos updates. So there is a an update rolling out today, August fifteenth, which is probably the most sizable Google Photos update to date for at least for a while. Um, it is unfortunately a US only update, but um, that crazy navigation bar, the pill bar, chip bar that I like to call is not there. But you know, the memories that those generated you know, scrapbooks that have like, you know, different themes where, you know, Google photos collects a bunch of your, you know, photos and then creates like kind of like delightful little scrapbook experiences for you. That Mm -hmm. is its own tab now within the Google photos app. It's down there on the bottom nav bar uh, that's still docked, uh, not floating, but still docked. And so you're going to be able to, you know, access those directly rather than having it just be up in that carousel on the top. And along with this are a couple of additional features. It's not just kind of a reorganization of the content, but um, with your memories, you can now actually have people collaborate. So the memories are actually an album. And then, you know, Google Photos does some magic to kind of do a very nice like slideshow of them. So now with memories, you can actually collaborate and invite your friends and family to add albums to your, you know, memories 
you know, exp- your, your memories, um, montages, collages, one of those things, something in some, some kind of age, you get to have people helping you with those. Um, and also let's see, um, Oh, also you will get the chance to take these memories. So again, these are like, they work pretty well within Google photos, right? Because there's like this like little scrapbook thing, but it wasn't really, you really couldn't do anything. You probably share them with another Google photos user. But if you were aching to get some kind of like nice little scrapbooking experience that, you know, you, that Google made for you and put it out there on your, on your TikToks, on your X slash Twitter, whatever X now it's, it's X now we're not there. It, the bird is dead, unfortunately, or your Instagrams or whatever on your threads. Um, there will be now a feature to export any memory as a video. So some sort of much easier sharing and last and quickly, if you are signed up for the latest experiments from Google Labs, <laughs> there is, of course, drink a generative AI feature in the <laughs> works for Google Photos called Help Me Title. If you just want help uh, titling a group of photos you put together, go to Google or sign up for Google Labs and hit that Help Me Title button that should appear and see what generative AI does for you. And there you go. There's your Google Photos. Up, That's very funny. It's, it's so article. funny because I'm, I'm looking at my Google Photos and I've, I have the little pill menu. You can see there kind of. Oh, yeah, I have sure. it in my Google Photos where it's got all photos or memories. You see, it says they're above the menu. Yeah. So it's like I'm in this weird beta transition state between. A-B testing. Yeah, this ver- I'm, yeah clearly A-B testing. Um, but I've got the whole new memories section on there. And honestly, like I went to it and I was like, Oh, I don't, I don't have the patience for this. And I quickly went back to my all photos. I'm like, I can't, I can't, like, I immediately felt stressed out that I need to organize my memories and things like that. Oh no. Yeah. yeah I, I'm, I'm kind of with you. I just want to, I just want assistant to do that. Yeah, like, okay. you know, and, and my problem with Google photos and the assistant that does that is it will do like, um, Hey, look at these similar shots that we found. And it's just like, yeah, of course, that's where I go to take my test photos. Right. Like, and so, yeah, of course there's, there's 87 pictures of me standing in front of the great America sign. That's because yep. that's where I do all my selfie tests. Like, yeah. I mean, come on. Um, and so, uh, it, it, I, I kind of wish Google was a little bit smarter about that. Like maybe there's a reason that he's taking all these different photos and maybe we should just knock that the heck right off. Yep. But um, I'm, su- I'm surprised I don't have like a generative AI prompt for memories. Like, Hey, like create a scrapbook of our trip to Portland or something, you know what I'm saying? And right. then do the thing rather than it always suggesting, Oh, Hey, here's right. you eight years ago. Oh God, I'm so old is, yeah. is usually like the response. I mean, maybe that's what my, I get stressed out too, but more like, Oh God, what is all the things that used to happen or yeah. all the things that I used to be able to do, but I can't anymore. Yep. So. <laughs> all right. So going back, we, we can't, it's like, we can't, can't even take, can't even take a step without talking about Samsung. But going back to Samsung, some big news in the uh, software world of Samsung as uh, they officially launched the One UI 6 beta for Android 14. Um, <laughs> the number of people who are excited by this is just fascinating and blows my mind. Um, but yeah, but basically this is, you know, uh, as Android 14 is is on the exit ramp, as we were talking earlier in the show, um, One UI 6, uh, you know, for Samsung users is, is as important as is the Android version. Um, so this beta rolls out for the Galaxy S23. I know JJ in the chat and some other folks were asking um, whether or not it would work on the Fold or the Flip. It looks like as of now, it does not. Um, it does work on the earlier versions of the Fold and the Flip, though, I believe, on 4 uh, and backwards, but not on the 5s as of yet. And that's got to be some version and kind of issue. Um, but friend of the show, Max Weinbach, had a whole bunch of uh, a great breakdown on his uh, X account um, showing some of the uh, the changes and the uh, things that you can expect from it. Um, and or the folks at Sam Mobile uh, were gracious enough to pull together all of the beta features and improvements and changes 
And there is a lot, and I am not a one UI person, so I apologize to everybody in the audience who is a new one, a one UI uh, zealot. Quinn, so you can tell me if these are important or not. But Wait. Um, it looks like, you know, lots of changes to the quick panel. You got a new button layout, you know, quick access to brightness control, improved album art, um, enhanced layout for notifications, sort notifications by time, which seems pretty cool. Um, on the lock screen, you can reposition your clock. Everybody who's been asking for that for Christmas or Hanukkah, there you go. You can reposition your clock <laughs> on your eye. Um, the home screen allows for simplified icon labels now. They're limited to a single line for cleaner and simpler look. So oh, Galaxy yeah. and Samsung have been removed from, from some app names, which is like, I feel like, like the definition of bloatware is when they put the brand name in there. Um, I am a oh, font, no, we can't identify I, it. I am a font nerd, and I will fa- I will define the fact that they have a new <laughs> default font did get my attention. Um, they they say it's got a more stylish and modern feel, um, and you could select that font in the settings. Um, and uh, yeah, so new font out there for you Samsung folks on the multitasking side. You can keep pop up windows open uh, instead of minimizing them. Um, they've got new emoji designs that appear on the keyboard, um, picture and video previews, extra sharing options for content. A new weather widget. I feel like, you know, got a new new version, new weather widget, right? It's got to come mm-hmm. with the territory. <laughs> um, lots of going on with the camera. They've got custom camera widgets, um, alignment options for the watermar- watermarks, um, quick access to settings for the resolution, um, you know, uh, a picture leveler, which the Pixel kind of already has, um, document scanning, quality optimization, auto FPS settings for videos, which could be super helpful um, in low light conditions. Um, so the list kind of goes on and on and on. If you're a Samsung yeah. person, I'm sure you've been all over this already, but lots and lots of changes in this. This is a pretty big deal, isn't it, Win? Like as a Samsung user. Yeah. I mean, I guess now I'm a Pixel Fold user, but yeah, no, I, I, I think that's it's kind of interesting because I think the expansiveness of the list is, is, I guess I'll compliment Samsung in this case is like the, is indicative of how customizable and how kind of like, just fully featured. I I feel it's like too positive, but just the fact that there's a lot of, there's just a lot in one UI. And so they've tried to like up the game on everything. So I don't know if I, it, it is tempting to, it is tempting to open my fold, fold four back up, but you know, you, it's, I, you are like a game of ping pong this summer with phones. I feel like you, you keep bouncing. I've got, I, I'm, I'm, I want my flip five. Now I have the razor, um, actually recharging on, on my living room, uh, couch. And I was going to drive that today, you know, it's, but they're all foldables. Yeah. Now, if it doesn't have a hinge, I don't want it. Wow. You're fully, that's what I'm saying. That's you can call saying. me Thank Ms. You. Mobile. You, what, fold, fold, uh, your foldable convert, right? So totally. Yeah. Totally. All right, cool. Well, we got one last story to go through before we're going to call it a night. Uh, and that is you get your, get your, Adam, you might want to get your drink ready because when is going to talk about jetpack. <laughs> um, yeah. So I, I, okay. So I, I really, really like this story and it's, it's a dev story, but as a, as a dev that has written an emoji picker from scratch um, some years ago for Trello, but also as a user who, I also uh, I love Signal as a messaging app. I cannot stand their emoji picker. Yep. Um, <laughs> so I'm excited on multiple fronts because what happens is so Jetpack, which is like the suite of libraries that Google puts out to help Android developers do kind of commonplace things easier, and also to help with the you know make things work easier and consistent across the fragmented landscape of Android. We now have an emoji picker. So I know this doesn't seem like a huge deal. But it kind of is. Um, and so this is basically a pre-built component that devs can now, you know, with some, with, with not a lot, but some effort, you know, hook into. 
And so I know this doesn't sound like a big deal, but again, again, as someone who has written an entire one from scratch, <laughs> it is a big deal. And I'm going to tell you really quickly why. So you can do it in three steps here. We're, show, we're, uh, we're here I, on the Android developers <laughs> blog. It's literally th- like, it's so funny but, as someone who's worked in product and have had engineers throw <laughs> things at me when I go, it's just a couple of lines of code. This is literally just a couple of lines it of code. It literally is a couple of <laughs> lines of code. You just, you just literally just put it in. Uh like your code and it, it'll spit out emojis to you. So something that is actually a big deal with emojis is fragmentation, like the F word, but not because of Android specifically, but because just like our favorite, you know, robot themed OS, you know, the Unicode, Unicode puts out a new version of emojis every year. And so you actually get fragmentation in your emojis. If you say have, you know, some content, some text that has an emoji that your phone for whatever reason, because it doesn't have the right fonts or it's an old old version. I mean, it's all down to fonts. It doesn't support, right? So you end up seeing the tofu, which is the legit technical name for that kind of like white square for when the text renderer encounters an emoji that it can't render. Mm-hmm. So the Jetpack emoji picker will actually be able to tell like what version of you know, the emoji set you're working with. And in the picker, it will actually hide, you know, any emojis that aren't supported in your current device and the device that, you know, it's living in, which is a huge deal because that actually did come up when I was writing the emoji picker for Trello. We were like, oh, we want everyone to have the most emojis. Oh, and if you're on the live stream, you can actually see the emoji picker that I made. I kind of <laughs> like looked at Slack and copied the design because I didn't really have a lot of design help. <laughs> but yeah, I, I made this from scratch, by the way. So if you're watching the video, you can go ahead and see Wynn's efforts at making emoji picker. But I would be happy if Trello threw this away for the Jetpack one. So yeah, and then... You know, other things like the fact that, you know, you look at an emoji picture, it's a bunch of images swirling around. Performance is really hard, especially on low resource phones. Mm-hmm. So the Jetpack um, emoji pick will be a little bit, hopefully more smooth when it comes to like rendering and scrolling. And then finally, um, yeah, variants. Um, so a really, really awesome thing about Unicode emoji is the variants. So basically with emojis, and I probably, I think I've talked about this on the show before, the way that Unicode works is that you can actually, in essence, add emojis together. And when you add emojis together, they create like a new emoji, not like emoji kitchen, but like legit, like if you have like a person emoji and then you put the right skin tone modifier, the right gender modifier, you'll get different variants of the same emoji and designing a user experience around letting someone pick you know, their variant of choice is kind of difficult. Um, I was very proud of the little like, like hand skin tone, like um, experience that I did for the, on the Trello thing. Again, watch the light, watch the video stream. But um, again, this will also be integrated. And and so that, I guess that's kind of another benefit is that you get the, you get a nice Google design for the emoji picker instead of like stealing the design of Slack. Uh, like I did at least the design of emoji picker in Slack like five years ago. So anyway, hopefully in the future, you'll get a little more consistent emoji picker experience signal. I'm talking to you. I love your app, but your emoji picture pick, picker drives me up the wall. So jet pack emoji picker, look it up three lines. You got it. Anyway, that's your Android dev news for the week. Congratulations. <laughs> I'm very excited for you and all developers. So excited. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think I, uh, one of your commenters mentioned, is it weird that developers had to code an emoji picker themselves? And yes, it is actually deeply weird that it took this <laughs> it, long. It, it is weird. Um, <laughs> I, I don't even know how to tell you because at, at the time that I wrote the emoji picker, it was kind of already established that emoji reactions were a thing, uh, mostly because of Slack. And yeah, it, it's, and it's a really hard problem because like again, fonts, because a lot of it's around fonts and then having the right font to render the thing. It, it, it is weird. And it's kind of weird because the Unicode like product, like um 
specification for emojis. It's actually really well defined and really predictable. It just takes work. Yeah. It, it takes work. So it, it just takes a lot of work. And that's the kind of thing that ROI. Right. I don't know. Anyway. Uh, cool. Well, thank you, Win, for sharing that. That's excellent. That's Win's Dev Corner there for you. So, um, all right. Well, we are running out of time. Um, normally, we'd love to hear from you, the audience, but we're going to skip that this week. So you can shoot us an email at contact at androidfaithful.com. We want to hear from you. Um, I think I even have it. Yeah, there you go. Email us at contact at androidfaithful.com. Uh, let us know what you think of any of the topics talked about the show or other topics. Ask us questions. Challenge us. we love to hear from you. Please write in, everyone. Adam, sir, thank you so much for joining the show. We really appreciate it. Um, once again, tell folks, uh, this is your chance to plug folks. Where, where, this, where should they look for you? Oh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, thanks for having me on again. Uh, my primary outlet where you can get all of me is Benefit of a Doubt. Um, uh, is the Benefit of a Doubt podcast slash YouTube channel. We're looking at the YouTube channel as we speak. Um, and that's where you can find me. Uh, also, benefitofadoubt.com even though that website is massively overdue for an overhaul on the socials. You can find me at dead technology at all of the things except for Facebook and Twitter and know the irony that I'm not on Facebook, but I am on threads and Instagram is not lost on me. <laughs> and finally, you can find all my writings on slash gear and Forbes vetted. If you want to know what I think about all the electric gadgets that I had today and all the ones that are coming out because man, I'm just doing a lot of them. Um, and uh, the best place you can reach me is benefit benefitofadoubt.com or youtube.com slash benefit of the doubt spelled like my last name d-o-u-d because i hate good branding <laughs> all right well thank you so much adam we love having you on the show we hope to have you on future episodes um really appreciate it um hells yeah so uh when uh where can people find you well, you can find me. I, I obviously, very obviously now am like an Android dev. Um, I post any kind of technical talks that I do and other technical content on my website, randomlytyping.com. And you can find me on social networks at Queen Code Monkey. And I would just like to say that without a doubt, I'm so glad that we are with a doubt today, Adam. It was so good to have you and especially on the new show and hopefully more often, more often. Um, yeah, I'm down. Yeah, but anyway, thank you, Adam, and thank y'all. Cool. And last but not least, you can find me. I'm on the internet. I am RonXO, pretty much wherever I can be. Here's you know, video viewers. You can see me on Instagram. I like music. I like food. And you can see me post about that in movies and fun stuff on Instagram. Um, but I'm on, I am on X. I'm on Facebook. I am on Threads. I am on Mastodon. I'm Blue Sky. Uh, all that stuff at RonXO. Uh, are you on t2 yet have you gotten on the t i have not i have not um i am on I abandoned t2 in favor of threat I, lo I logged on to hive and then never logged in again i just i just go into squat my name and then i bail yeah um, i need to do that for hive yeah. because everyone was doing <laughs> so, it but um as mentioned as always head over to AndroidFaithful.com um where you can subscribe to the show you can support you can go over to patreon and throw your support there you can follow us on the various socials or whatnot um, we appreciate everybody uh, who has supported us and watches the show every week. You can watch us live every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern, uh, 5 p.m. Pacific. Uh, email us at contact at androidfaithful.com again. Uh, and we will see you next time on Android Faithful. Thanks, everyone.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.